2: On the
3: Bechdel cast, the question's asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Welcome to the Hello. Bechdel... <laughs> wow.
4: Wow. Happy New Year, Caitlin. Happy New Year to you, Jamie.
3: We are in good sorts. As you can tell, we're in good. We're in good sorts. We're in high spirits. Yes. And we're covering Shrek 3. I feel like we like to bring in the new year, you know, just kind of like on a good on a good vibe. Yeah. We want to give people something that they're like familiar with, something that makes them smile, but also something that makes them think.
4: Exactly. We want to set a precedent and what better way to set a precedent for 2023 than with Shrek the third.
3: Yeah, this is a very cerebral podcast, <laughs> and you can tell <laughs> because of our S-tier movie selection. Mm-hmm. I was being driven home by a friend last night because I don't have a driver's license, and I Drag. was, kind- thank you so much, <laughs> I was mortified at how many times in the space of one conversation I said, well, that would require reading a book, and I'm just not going to do that, um, and <laughs> So. I mean, we famously don't read books, so... We don't read books, but this is ultimately an intellectual endeavor,
4: mm. and
3: we're trying to change hearts and minds. Yeah. Um, Happy New Year. H-N-Y, as it were.
4: Oh my gosh, yeah. Mm. Um, ditto. Whoa. Right back at
3: you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Cute. Okay, we're using phrases this year? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Welcome <laughs> to the Cast. My name's Jamie Loftis. My name is Caitlin Durante,
4: and this is our show where we examine movies through an intersectional feminist lens, using the Bechdel test simply as a jumping off point to initiate a much larger conversation about representation and such. Of Justin Timberlake in
3: animation. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> God. I feel like this was the Justin Timberlake stunt casting era, and he really was giving it a hard 35% in this movie. He is stinky, stinky, stinky. And that's mm. an example of a conversation that would not pass the Bechtel test. Can I tell you what it is? Please do. It's a media metric created by queer cartoonist Alison Bechtel, sometimes called the Bechtel wallace test. Uh, originally, it was created as a one-off jokey kind of metric in her iconic comic mm-hmm. wow okay her iconic comic i comic maybe i tanya <laughs> i <laughs> i frankenstein i robot and now the juices are kind of flowing right okay
4: okay
3: okay <laughs> <laughs> Am I awake? <laughs> it started a bit uh, in in her iconic comic, Dykes to Watch Out For. Highly recommend it. But it's mm-hmm. since become a kind of commonly accepted metric. Uh, though There's a lot of different versions of it. The one we use requires that there are two characters with names of a marginalized gender that speak to each other about something other than a man for more than two lines of dialogue. Ideally, an impactful few lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. This movie... I was frustrated with how they did it, mm-hmm. but they did. Yes. They did do it. It was mostly uh, women negging each other at a baby shower. Yeah. But they did technically do it. And then negging so each other magic. in a dark corridor. Which is actually where I would feel more at home. Is <laughs> I'm no stranger to getting negged in a dark corridor. <laughs> sure same same if you do stand up long enough that will happen to you actually kind of like on a constant basis and it maybe happened to me (laughs) yesterday oh no Uh, last night i failed to win a 25 dollar gift card to red robin oh my gosh at a stand-up comedy show i'm so sorry i didn't have what it took you know who won who the pianist none of the stand-ups won what not fair yeah the crowd really liked the pianist
4: (laughs) uh, (laughs) well um not to completely blow up your spot jamie but yes someone was gifted a little something from a certain other someone oh my god are are you shouting out
3: your (laughs) christmas gift to me
4: yeah, I am. Are you plugging your gift? I'm plugging the $25 Olive Garden gift card that I bestowed upon you. It's true. For Xmas.
3: It's true. And, we, and I'm going to use it on you with you. I cannot wait. Oh, my God. I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm thrilled. I'm laughing. I'm crying. I'm ready to discuss... Shrek the third? Shrek three. Okay. What's your
4: history? Shrek the,
3: sorry. Sh- sorry. Shrek the third. It's th- Shrek the third. Get it right. That was fine. I was fucked up of me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, Shrek the third. What can I say? I mean, they, <laughs> if you're, if this is the first episode you're listening to of this show, that's very funny. <laughs> I guess, you know, I would say I've, I'm, I am a Shrek head. I think I would have seen this in theaters. I think this would have been, I didn't mm. start seeing the Shrek movies in theaters until, It was like as a joke, if I'm remembering correctly. I would have seen the first two on like home video under duress with some cousins, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, this one I would have maybe seen in theaters. The fourth one I strongly remember seeing in theaters um, because I believe that I let my high school boyfriend finger me at the fourth one. Um, but that was in 2010, and I was not quite an adult. I was still a child getting fingered at the movies. But oh no! Uh, well, it was by another child, so it's <laughs> <Right>. oh, <yes. laughs> so it's okay. Am I awake? Um, I would have seen this in theaters. I will say that this is my least favorite Shrek. I am a I I feel intimately linked with this franchise for many years now. Um, I've given my body to it's it. It's also
4: canon to the show. We are yeah. The Bechtel cast is
3: synonymous with Shrek.
4: It's there's no way around it.
3: It's true. The first time I went viral in my whole life was Shrek related. Mm-hmm. Like it's all connected. I went to <laughs> actually. I was thinking about this because I, I went back and looked at some of my notes because at the end of two thousand and twenty one, mm-hmm. I was really depressed, and you will understand why I did this when I tell you I was very depressed. Mm -hmm. I went to a 10 hour long Zoom in conference on Shrek. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of different speakers. There was a lot, there was actually kind of like a lot of good shit, not to, you know, send you into a panic, but I learned a lot. (laughs) Uh And Shrek 3, not a heavily discussed Shrek because I feel like it wasn't well-reviewed and isn't very beloved in spite mm-hmm. of almost making a billion dollars. Yeah.
4: But. 813 million at the box office. Kind
3: of absurd. But there was talk of like, you know, a lot of feminist discussion about Fiona. And Shrek 3 does come up quite a bit because of how she is. Um, she is mommy in this one. She's mm-hmm. momified. She's mommy pilled yeah and yeah it's just like it's honestly my least favorite Shrek I feel like all the characters are underused and I feel like uh, at this point in I'll say it the franchise yeah we're like running out of things for Shrek to be bad at and (laughs) yeah this one feels a little a little forced oh I
4: totally agree all of the conflict in this movie is very contrived
3: and it's so bizarre to me like how far this movie, like the gymnastics it has to do to make it about fathers and sons when it just like did not have to be about fathers and sons. Mm-hmm. They make a whole new character so that the movie can be about fathers and sons when at the beginning Fiona loses her father. <laughs> There's the conflict. Right. There's the thing. Why are we creating an why are we making some like – justin timberlake character with bangs also have
4: this plot rewriting the arthur legend it's like i'm sorry he becomes king not because shrek is like you should be king he famously pulls a sword out of a stone
3: no sword no stone but (laughs) pro of this movie donkey Mm. has a son named bananas (laughs) which and i liked that ties the minions into i the fold. did like yes exactly <laughs> Egg, you man we really are <laughs> close friends so synced i was like wow there is a shipwreck so i was like okay titanic is here yeah. and then it's like hey donkey son is named bananas i'm like okay and so they're some the minions are here <laughs> um but ultimately, uh, yeah, this is this is a challenging entry. But, you know, I think that it's it would be silly to cover Shrek 4 without. without kind of muscling through Shrek 3. It's true. Caitlin, what's your history with this movie?
4: I had only seen it once before, and I could not tell you when. It was sometime between 2007, when mm-hmm. this movie came out, and 2023. I would guess, like, I probably saw it around when it came out maybe like or it could have been like
3: 2015 I don't know yeah time is a very much a flat circle did you like it when you
4: did you like it when you saw it I don't think so because I never returned to it after that but you know what I will return to is Puss in Boots The Last Wish which I saw it is so good it's like my third favorite movie of twenty
3: twenty two. Wow! It rocks. Yeah, <laughs> I know that people are really loving it. I, yeah, we. I guess um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm. I feel constantly defensive for no reason. Mm. Um, it has something to do with my childhood. But um, we were supposed to see Puss in Boots together on Christmas Day. That's but true. But Caitlin and I both recently had covid so if you hate this episode it's because we literally have brain damage (laughs) we we Um, have post covid brain
4: fog and yes that's gonna be my excuse for everything moving forward
3: in life and the scary part is you may not even be wrong i know and that's been on my mind (sighs) constantly
4: anyway shrek 3 (laughs) sorry shrek the (laughs) third Shrek 3,
3: uh, also my aunt died, but Shrek 3. I know, it's, I, uh, my condolences. The beginning of Shrek 3 reminded me, because I'm the protagonist of the world. Yes, of course. The beginning of Shrek 3 reminded me of my birthday party.
4: At medieval times, yes. I had the same exact
3: thought. Yes, I Hashtag was thinking about Red Knight vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we're friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about The Red Knight, but I was like, wow, Prince Charming can't hold a candle to The the Red Red Knight. Knight." I do like that, like I do, I think it's like a trope, but a trope that I generally like. An aggrieved actor becoming a villain kind of never gets old for me. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah. But I just don't like Charming as a character. Paddington too much? Hello. Hello. Hello, kind of the peak of that trope. Yeah, yeah. I, nothing's done it better than Paddington 2. I didn't write, oh, I should have thought of Paddington 2. But that is, I guess that's technically your department at the office. <laughs> Thank you. Um, at the Cast
4: office, yes, the- <laughs> I am the... The director of the Paddington Two department.
3: I thought of I thought of uh, the villain origin stories at the opening scene, uh, where Prince Charming is working at a medieval timesy Z mm-hmm. restaurant. It's clear that they're pulling from that, and you know he's like, "I'm too good for this shit. I don't, you don't appreciate me." Blah blah blah. Things that reminded me of mm-hmm. Donald Trump at the White House correspondence Dinner, being made fun of, and then deciding to ruin the world. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of that. Yeah. Not that I mean not I and I don't like. To to make a Trump joke because good Lord, but uh, (laughs) it also kind of reminded me of the Joker and it definitely reminded Uh me of that episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. I watched it just the other day Mm. where SpongeBob or the Krusty Krab is putting on a a talent show. Have you seen this one?
4: I'm so sorry to say this, but I've never seen a single episode of SpongeBob SquarePants.
3: I, (laughs) (laughs) I know it took a second to hit me but like not even one i'm really sorry like not even bubbles or jelly fishing or i don't the know one where they play that. the halftime show at the football game no not even the crusty crab training video this no this is but i do remember this is a lot i There's know that you didn't episode. grow up with it okay okay yes no go <laughs>
4: There's an episode where you, I freak. Something else reminded you of an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, and I distinctly That'll remember happen. you saying something like, "It's like when maybe Squidward eats yes. a Krabby Patty and then he eats a hundred
3: Krabby Patties." Yes, that's a classic episode. <laughs> I don't know what it's, it means, but it is. I I need to rewatch that. I think that there's maybe a bit of fat phobia in that episode, but the, the um mm. the line is Squidward can't stop eating Krabby Patties. He's compulsively eating the Krabby Patties.
1: Yeah.
3: And SpongeBob's on the other side of the door. He's like, you have to stop eating the Krabby Patties. And Squidward says, what am I going to do? Blow up? And then SpongeBob says, no, it'll go straight to your thighs. And then it, they have indeed gone straight to his thighs. And then he oh. says, and then you'll blow up. And then Squidward blows up. <laughs> it's mm. the best show ever. And that's comedy. That was not the episode I was thinking of spongebob heads will know this one it's a classic i made someone watch it with me after i had sex with them which was very powerful (laughs) of me to do yeah yeah it was but the sex was reminding me (laughs) it was not reminding (laughs) me of that but it was just on my mind (laughs) it's an episode where the Krusty crab is putting on a talent show Mm -hmm. and squidward he wants to be a respected artist That's kind of a big part of his character. And so he's like, I'm going to do a huge dance routine, and everyone hates it. They think he's terrible. Mm -hmm. And then SpongeBob comes up and mops a little bit, and people start cheering. Okay. But it reminded me of that because Squidward regularly feels so artistically rejected that he seems like he may, in fact, kill someone Damn. and he runs out on stage on this one and he says you don't even know talent and then the audience starts yelling back at him no talent no talent <laughs> do you get it <laughs> I get it
4: it's very okay. nuanced but I understand The
3: person I had sex with also wasn't cracking up at that and I thought that was interesting and then I <laughs> kicked him out of my house <laughs> <laughs> um Wow. Well, so should we read? <laughs> I truly feel like I've entered a new area of my brain today.
4: I am now just constantly in a an altered state of yeah reality. Well,
3: we don't use what is it? like we don't use like ninety percent of our brains, but today that That's changes. They- <laughs> yeah,
4: I am now able to access the other ninety percent of. My that brain.
3: A, that was a Scarlett Johansson movie once. Yeah.
4: Lucy, she's I, like, I think. Whing, whing. Yeah.
3: All right, Shrek <laughs> 3. Let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> uh,
4: actually, let's take a quick break and then we will come back for the recap.
2: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: And we are back. Okay, we open on Gingy, Pinocchio, and then also, it's Pinocchio Wars time.
3: And I was triggered when (laughs) I saw Pinocchio, and I was like, ugh, yet another Pinocchio.
4: Well, okay, so this is not a spoiler or anything, but in Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Pinocchio makes a little
3: cameo. Oh. So there are
4: 3 Pinocchio movies in 2022.
3: Well, there's there's anyway. 4 because there's like the crummy there's a there's a fourth one. Maggie Mayfish <gasps> sent it to me and it's Oh. It's not like the animation you find at the gas station, but it looks like the animation you find at the gas station. Okay. Not a theatrically released Pinocchio, but a really cheap.
4: So it's like the Legend of Titanic version of Pinocchio.
3: Yeah, except it came out last year, which is kind of (laughs) wild. Yeah. Unclear who it's for. No idea.
4: Um, Okay, so we've got Gingy, Pinocchio, the Big Bad Wolf, and the Three Little Pigs. They are watching Prince Charming do dinner theater because he's a loser now and his life is in shambles and he is bitter because he thinks that he's the rightful king of far far away yeah but guess who is king or at least filling in for king while the real king is sick Mm -hmm. it's shrek
3: oh and i bet he's gonna be a little awkward random and uh not quite at home being the king yeah yeah you would be correct yeah. So he
4: and Fiona are sort of like stepping in as king and queen for the time being. Donkey and Puss in Boots are obviously around. They are still the sidekicks. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Shrek is bad at being king. And he's like, Fiona, we are leaving and going back to the swamp. And she's like, yeah. And maybe when we're there, we could start a family. And Shrek is not thrilled. By this idea.
3: No, because of tropes. Yes. <laughs> and then the king
4: is on his deathbed and he's like, Shrek, you're next in line to be king. And Shrek is like, "Ugh, an ogre king. That sounds like a bad idea. And the king is like, well, there is one other option. Cousin Arthur.
3: Ugh. OK, bye bye. And then he dies. That scene is so frustrating to me because fiona's standing right there we spend so much of it shrek 3 acting like shrek 2 literally never happened Mm -hmm. because shrek 2 is a lot of like fiona coming into her own as a person and Mm -hmm. like figuring out her role in this also it's like this is a very pro-monarchy we can't deal with it today we can't deal with it today (laughs) i understand it's very pro-monarchy yeah and more pro-monarchy as as it goes on and it's like I am just am assuming that they're colonial, you know, they tried to colonize Shrek's swamp. Yeah. Hello.
4: The plot of Shrek 1.
3: Yeah. We we know it. We love it. I don't think that we had the cultural know-how at the time to say that in (laughs) our first episode about Shrek. But I do think that there are, like, actively, truly serious brain, returning to the brain I know, um, (laughs) they're a colonial force. It's a monarchy. But Mm -hmm. if we're going with girl boss logic of, like, Girl is king is good. Whatever. Yeah. Fiona's right fucking there. We've Mm -hmm. spent so much of Shrek 2 of her coming into her own. And then the third movie acts like nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. Because I did think that like, I I was like, I wonder if her father will even suggest that she could be, you know, in power as a joke. I wonder if she will Mm -hmm. say, what about me? As a joke. But it doesn't even, it it doesn't even come up. No. It's. We have a new character. We hired Justin Timberlake to do it. And why? And and why. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what happens. And then yes. he
4: dies. Oh, the king dies, yes. Yes. Yeah, as a frog. He's a frog. He's in his frog state. See Shrek 2 for why that is. He, we've got brain fog. The king has brain
3: frog. And then he doesn't because he dies. <laughs> yeah. And then he's brain. <laughs> Friend's dead. Dead. Okay. (laughs) Meanwhile (laughs) Meanwhile,
4: Charming goes into a tavern where a Mm -hmm. bunch of fairy tale villains are hanging out, and I do not appreciate the implication that only villains would hang out at a pub, or like that a pub or tavern would be full of only villains and no one else as a frequenter of pubs
3: taverns pubs dark corridors exactly yet another way that this movie kind of like feels like it's contradicting prior entries to the franchise is that like charming okay well let's let's say what charming is doing he's trying to like galvanize the villains
4: yeah he's like hey hook Hey, evil queen from Snow White. Hey, Rumpelstiltskin, join me in this cause of kind of reclaiming our own narratives and it's our turn to get a happily ever after.
3: Which I feel like it's not anywhere close to like one for one what's happening in Shrek 1, but the theme is similar of like these like classically villainized characters are trying to like prove that there's more to them than how mm-hmm. they've been classically characterized. That is literally Shrek's arc. Yeah. All the time in every fucking movie. But this time it's bad. And you're like, well, what?
4: <laughs> <sighs> I would say that this movie, Shrek the Third, is not particularly Shrekian. And I can't believe it took us Whoa. over 20 minutes to say Shrekian. In this episode about a Shrek movie.
3: Merch plug. We've got Shrekian <laughs> merch. I'm looking at my Shrek pillow. My Shrekian pillow. I have my Shrekian sweatshirt. Not on. Mm-hmm. Because it's in the wash. Because I can't stop wearing it. <laughs> and that's the slash cast Wow. Yes. Amazing. Um, but this is the least Shrekian entry. It's like this. It's like Shrek 3 yeah. doesn't even know what happens in Shreks 1 and 2. Which is I wild. Because they fucking lived it. It's absurd.
4: Yeah. Um okay so so charming is is rallying the fairy tale villains to you know be like hey it's it's our turn to be the heroes or whatever Mm -hmm. so then we cut back to shrek he's about to go on a voyage to find cousin arthur but before he leaves fiona is like shrek i'm gregnant but also i was i was considering experimenting with shreknant or shregnant I like Shregnant. Well, you coined the term Shreg in our Shrek 2 episode. I don't know if you I remember did. this, Jamie.
3: No, I, I just have so many good ideas that I just kind of forget about some of them. I. That was so good of me to do. I'm so glad I did that. I'm so proud of you. So, thank you. Thank you so, so much. much.
4: So Fiona is like, I'm Shregnant. And Shrek is like yay but wait uh, but he's very worried about being a bad dad because ogres are not known for being nurturing
3: oh my god such a forced plot point i'm like yeah enough with the ogre lore oh my goodness <laughs> yeah it's a lot i also wait quick question <laughs> so the timing of like when they're in far far away Mm -hmm. do you think that they fucked raw (laughs) yeah the day her father died i'll i'll ask it do you think they fucked raw the day her father died or do you think it was before
4: good question it seems as though shrek leaves on this journey very shortly thereafter
3: but then that introduces like well we don't know about ogre gestation well yes
4: true so maybe they fuck raw and then two days later she knows
3: she's shregnant she's shregnant i i would have actually of because this movie likes you know it's very shrekian to show something that happens in the real world but like covered in goo and stinky yeah i would have liked to see a stinky pregnancy test Oh, I would have liked to see it say "Shregnant" on the clear blue (laughs) or the clear green, more like clear green green test. Okay, okay. (laughs) Now we're talking. We're writing a movie right now. (laughs) There, (laughs) so I want the clear green to (laughs) show two gooey lines, and it says (laughs) she says, "Oh no, I'm Shregnant," Um, and then "Pu," this Mm -hmm. my pee smells horrible or whatever. yeah, but we
4: don't get that. We just Ugh. get the scene where Fiona is like, I'm pregnant. And then, yeah. Shrek is reacting with apprehension. He has a nightmare about it where hundreds of little shregs are like sh- running around. He's scrambling to take care of them and to keep them safe.
3: His scrambled shregs they're uh, <laughs> i, I, I like I did like sh- when. <laughs> that whole i that whole nightmare sequence is annoying cuz you're just like okay this is well i don't know we'll we'll talk about it in the discussion cuz i do think that yeah. like exploring the theme of like anxiety around being a parent very valid theme to explore yeah i think this movie just does it in a kind of like bizarre and like lazy half-assed
4: way it's just like a tropey gendered way yeah
3: exactly like it's we're not saying that like i mean if I found out I was pregnant, I would be having <laughs> dreams about Donkey with my face on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would just be beside myself. But yeah, I don't know. It just... It, it There are like worthwhile themes being explored in the laziest, most boring way possible in this movie. Yes, indeed. Ugh. So then
4: Shrek, Donkey, and Puss in Boots arrive at their destination, which turns out to be a high school... And cousin Arthur turns out to be a teenager voiced by Justin Timberlake, who everyone thinks is a huge loser. Terrible twist.
3: Yeah. I also think Justin Timberlake is a huge loser. Same. Do you think that David Fincher saw Shrek the third and was like, we got to put him in the social network? Yes or no? (laughs) he's got the chops (laughs) he can do it i think i think
4: he saw black snake moan and was like gotta put him in the social network i don't know if that movie came out before the social network but i haven't
3: even seen black snake moan is that that's samuel l jackson and christina ricci right yeah and i think if i'm remembering
4: correctly justin timberlake is also in it
3: or maybe he is i'm looking at his filmography
4: right now i regret to inform you or maybe david fincher saw southland tales And was like, I got to put Justin Timberlake in the social network. I feel like
3: David Fincher did see Southland Tales.
4: (laughs) That movie, sorry for anyone who likes it, but I think is the, and this is not an unpopular opinion, but that movie,
3: in my humble opinion, is a turd. Whoa. Anyway. I haven't seen it, but I just, I looked at the poster. I'm like, yeah, I think David Fincher's seen it. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't really know what he's like. I'll have to. Mean. Text him. I. yeah he does seem mean but not like funny mean like Mm -mm. james
4: cameron just mean yeah like do 70 takes until you're crying mean
3: yeah like a like a like a like a kubrick kind of mean yeah not james cameron being like if anyone wants my attention on set they have to sound the (laughs) Awuga. that's (laughs) like uh, did you see that no oh my god that's i'm i'm not making that up that is something that he said He's just what like doof. He's the he's the worst. He's he's bad and mm-hmm. like we could get into that because uh, there's I
4: mean we will when we cover another Titanic episode this year.
3: Yeah actually I think we really should cuz there's been discourse around Avatar 2 that I feel like is very much worth discussing even though we just yeah. talked about Avatar for a very long time mm-hmm. with Ali nadi But it's just like okay compartmentalizing my feelings just to share this yes the film crew on avatar way of water has to play an awooga sound effect of a submarine diving alarm to get james cameron's attention on set cameron quote i don't even respond unless they do the awooga unquote
4: <laughs> embarrassing that's, that's funny mean embarrassing uh <laughs> Yeah. Moving on. Anyway, so Justin Timberlake (laughs) is in the movie, is the point. And And we don't love it. Shrek is like, guess what, Arthur? You're first in line for the throne. And so Arthur leaves with Shrek, excited by the idea of being king. Mm -hmm. But when Arthur realizes how much responsibility it requires, he freaks out and tries to turn the ship around. (sighs) He and Shrek start fighting. The ship crashes on... An island where Merlin, famously a wizard, voiced also by Eric Idle Eric this, Idol, this time.
3: <laughs> which I'm always delighted to see Eric Idle, but I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my God, what is happening? They're ugh, just the, doing backbends to tell me more things about masculine responsibility. Like, shut <sighs> up.
4: <laughs> okay. So Merlin is like, Shrek, I'm not going to help you until you stop being so angry and then he has all of the characters do some soul searching. Mm-hmm. And Shrek is still clearly anxious about being a father. We learn that Arthur was abandoned by his father. And Shrek and Arthur have a heart to heart. And they are bonding almost as if they are father and son.
3: Ugh. And but, uh, Shrek does say something interesting. that I think I was trying to figure out. If there's any way that Shrek the musical, which is my favorite uh, Shrek, Shrekian, Shrekian property, yeah. uh, because I believe that Shrek the musical debuts in 08, the year after this. Okay. But I was curious if like this was being like developed alongside Shrek 3 or if like Shrek 3 wasn't able to be like to get into Shrek the musical because they were kind of close together and it takes so uh-huh. long to develop a yeah. musical. But Shrek does say that his father tried to eat him. Yes. When he was a little Shrek. Mm-hmm. A Shreg. He just hatched out of his Shreg. <laughs> and, and his father says, I'm going to eat you. Yeah. That's not good. But there, in, I believe in the musical... The way that Shrek's childhood, Shrek's childhood trauma is actually like a huge plot point in Shrek the musical and it's why it's the Mm. best Shrek. They Mm -hmm. are examining Shrek's sensitive side with farts, of course. But what happens in Shrek the musical is that Shrek's parents kick Shrek out of their house when he's seven. Oh my gosh. And say, go make something of yourself and you look like shit. And like, Mm. that's kind of, they're like, it's going to be hard to be an ogre in the world, which is why we're kicking you out of our house, question mark. But so he was like badly parented in a different way in
4: the musical. Are Shrek's parents also ogres or was there like an adoption thing? Okay, so they were like... That's why
3: it's confusing that they (laughs) kick him out. They're like, the world is hostile and so are we. Like, I don't (laughs) understand. Yeah. But in the musical... It's very effective. And I feel like, again, just another way that Shrek is lazy. He's like, um, my dad tried to eat me. Mm-hmm. That won't be coming up again. Yeah. The p-
4: point is, uh, Shrek <laughs> is now Justin Timberlake's daddy. Yes. Um, back in Far, Far Away. And to be clear, like, we, <laughs> and I don't want to speak for you, Jamie, but I don't have a problem with the idea of a story being about a father-son relationship there's nothing inherently wrong with that and I think there should be more stories that at least feature a positive and like meaningful story about a father-son relationship because so many of the ones that we get on screen are actually very toxic relationships but the movie doesn't present them that way it's just like yeah this is how fatherhood is or whatever
3: I I am inclined to agree with that. I just feel like it's like not in first position for me. I feel like they've had people that a lot of shots to get it right. And if they haven't at this point, I'm like, well, that's none of my business. Right. But but I also I do agree. I think that there are there are versions of this story that have been historically ignored. Right. But unfortunately, this movie is not doing anything. Right. And when we're coming down on
4: like father son movies, which are almost all of them.
3: Yeah, I'm just coming down at the sheer volume of them, and how they're like, it's. I feel like it's just like a classically. I'm. I'm more saying like, and there's not a lot else. It's yeah, very exactly. rare to see any other parent-child relationship of any sort other than fathers and sons because of uh, who's been historically, who's been historically put first. So mm-hmm. I actually am very sick of fathers and sons movies. But if the movie's really good then uh fine good for that fine. but it just this <laughs> movie isn't this is not good. an example <laughs> yeah <laughs> right
4: yes so back in far far away charming shows up with his army of villains they storm the castle he claims the throne as his own and he plans to basically kill shrek and arthur upon their return yeah fiona her mom and her friends such as Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, and Rapunzel mm-hmm. try to escape, but Rapunzel betrays Fiona because she turns out to be Charming's his girlfriend. and
3: something that they also do basically nothing with. It's yeah, yeah.
4: And so Charming locks Fiona and the others in the dungeon. Mm. Meanwhile, Merlin uses his magic to transport Shrek, Arthur, Donkey, and Puss in Boots back to Far, Far Away, but also during this teleportation, Donkey and Puss's bodies are accidentally switched. Hello? And that's comedy.
3: And (laughs) does that lead anywhere? Of course not.
4: No. No, just a bunch of boring jokes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So then Shrek goes to stop Charming and to save Fiona, but Charming captures Shrek and his friends. And this is when Arthur finds out that he isn't really next in line to be king, that Shrek is, and that Shrek just didn't want to do it. And Shrek calls Arthur a fool and a loser and tells him to leave. And he's really mean. So Arthur does just that. He leaves.
3: And it's just, and at this point you're really like struggling to care. Yeah. I'm like, what's happening? Oh no. Justin Timberlake has exited the movie. Darn. (laughs) Uh,
4: So then, uh, charming puts on this show. It's similar to the dinner theater show. We saw him doing at the beginning of the movie where he vanquishes an ogre Mm -hmm. because charming's plan is to, kill shrek on stage during the show
3: which is both lazy and iconic (laughs) yes um i don't hate it and it plays out i've i couldn't decide if i i but then i but then i did hate it as the scene was happening i'm like this is so ridiculous okay yeah all right he's gonna kill him on stage
4: yes meanwhile fiona and the others break out of the dungeon and storm the castle with the help of Donkey, Puss, Pinocchio, Gingy, the whole gang. Mm-hmm. Along the way, they bump into Arthur, and Puss and Donkey tell Arthur that Shrek said all of those mean things to protect him so that Charming wouldn't kill Arthur. Cut to the play. Charming is about to kill Shrek, but Fiona and the other ladies bust in to save the day. But, oh no. They do- I
3: mean, there is the the classic another I think something very Shrekian is um, a moment of woman empowerment that goes nowhere correct <laughs> a classic Shrekian thing to do it's like and now it's it's the woman is kicking and now back to your regularly scheduled Shrek doing stand up like <laughs> what
4: the fuck was that yeah he's doing a tight fight he's he's a uh, he's doing a roast of charming he
3: was, he was he's in a roast battle ass. Yeah. Yeah. And he won. (laughs) He won, of course. I think
4: it's safe to say he won. Um, So yeah. So Fiona and the other princesses show up to save the day, but it doesn't go anywhere. And Charming and the villains get the upper hand again. But then Arthur shows back up and gives a speech about how they don't have to be villains. They can be whoever they want to be. Because even though everyone might think they're a monster, it's about who you think you are.
3: And you're like, oh, yeah. Sort of like exactly what happens in Shrek 1, mm-hmm. or, but makes less sense and is from Justin Timberlake. Like, <laughs> I'm so not interested on, in Justin Timberlake's journey towards becoming a diplomat. Like, mm. oh mm-hmm. I hate it, <laughs> Caitlin. But his
4: speech inspires the villains to throw down their weapons, mm. but Charming isn't having it. And he tries to kill Shrek, but then Charming gets crushed by a tower and Presumably killed, and so. then Arthur takes the crown and accepts his role as king. I can't believe it. Then Merlin switches donkey and puss back in their rightful bodies, and then we cut back to the swamp where Fiona has three little shregs, mm-hmm. and, and they've hatched. They've hatched out of their sh- out of their shreg eggs, and shrek is a good daddy and fiona is a good mommy and and they have a nice ogre family the end
3: yay (laughs) i love that yeah
4: so let's take a quick break just kidding and come back to discuss
5: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And we're back. Yeah. Yeah. What shall we talk about first? Well, I feel like we actually have um, touched on quite a bit of stuff already. I think, I mean, but let's, I guess, close the loop on the every movie is about fathers and sons thing. Mm -hmm. I do stand by what I said. And I, I feel like, this movie is kind of a classic example of why that can be so frustrating because it's like, I just feel like there's so many more interesting parent child dynamics in this movie that to some extent is supposed to be about parental anxiety. Right. And like, I just think it's really, um, it was a huge missed opportunity and, and uh, you know, I guess missing an opportunity is very Shrekian in a way. Um, <laughs> True. To say something impactful. <laughs> um, but introducing a new character instead of, like, focusing on the characters we have just felt like a huge mistake. Because it's, like, not that I want Shrek the Third to be about grieving a parent. But it's mm-hmm. I just, like, I truly was baffled. And I felt like it really spoke to how poorly Fiona has been characterized historically Yes, and really reminded me about how it took five white guys to write this story Mm -hmm. that we are given like a really strong thread that should be playing into the whole movie at the very beginning. Fiona's father dies. Is it funny when he dies? Yes. I kind of like the frog bit. Oh, he's not dead yet. It went on for so long. I was
4: so over it after the first
3: minute. I was over it because I was feeling for Fiona. But mm. I do think that the few people I've told I was watching Shrek the Third, that scene is the only thing anyone remembers. <laughs> They're like, is that the one where the frog dies and it takes a long time? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> shocking. Yes. But yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like that's like a really strong thread and it's not called back to at all like fiona i feel like it's it's so it ties into like a huge issue with fiona in this or just like a very heavily gendered trope in this where it's like it's never considered that fiona might have anxieties about becoming a parent mm-hmm. like that's such so part and parcel to like lazy motherhood narratives that are generally written by not mothers right where it's like oh well yes it is her feminine duty not only to want to get pregnant but not have a single worry in the world mm-hmm. about the little shregs. Um, yes like nothing 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 and the fact that she's just lost her parent would be another sort of way into exploring that anxiety of like what was her childhood like Mm -hmm. does she have any anxieties about like her children being a part of this like royal fucking mess does she have anxieties about shrek's ability to parent is Mm -hmm. there like there's just like so like a 10 year old could come up with (laughs) a bunch of different ways for fiona to be more active within this story and it's just like completely ignored so aggressively that they feel the need to introduce a character that no one cares about Mm -hmm. in order to like get Shrek to the same place but but, like in a worse less effective way like she's right there I feel like that's every Shrek discussion you're like Fiona's right there yeah she has the narrative thrust (laughs) why can't she fucking like have a an actual story and not just like and to the point where like when she comes out and I forgot that there was like the princess fight scene and I guess like theoretically like that's better than nothing but I was actually really annoyed by it because it was just like oh cool you're gonna do the one thing Fiona's ever allowed to do which is one fight scene per movie Mm -hmm. but it's like Even that's fucking lazy at this point because it's not really leading anywhere and she still doesn't get to do anything. Like it just, ugh. For sure.
4: Yeah. Just touching a little bit more on the like parenthood through line of the movie, reiterating how easy of a choice it is to put the woman in the role of... Being so hyper enthusiastic about becoming a parent to the point where she has seemingly no anxieties, no hesitations, nothing like that. Because I think it's like leaning into this trope of like women are quote unquote baby crazy, Mm. whereas men are so often presented in media as being extremely reluctant about becoming a father because they think it's going to like... Right. I don't know, ruin his life or something. As if to say, in hetero couples, women don't experience like doubt and apprehension about becoming a parent and that men don't experience enthusiasm when we know that the full range of emotion is available to people of all genders as it relates to parenthood and everything in the world.
3: Um, right. Like it, It's not like we're even saying, you know, like... This is not like a woman has never has never felt this way about parenting, and a man has never felt this way about parenting. Right? Obviously, like tropes don't come from nowhere. We're not saying that no one's ever reacted this way to a pregnancy or sure. even a shregnancy. Sure. Yeah. But it is so so done to fucking death, and I and I think it's like this is something that always kind of bugs me about the Shrek movies is like they're so aggressively marketed as like. An alternative to like the tropes that you're used to, mm-hmm. but it's like very much not <laughs> like leaning into the tropes. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of its values, I feel like the first one is like the closest to actually subverting something. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like with beauty is more than how you appear and like all that stuff, mm-hmm. like that felt genuinely subversive yeah. for a kids' spoofy. But by the time they get to the third one, it's like, it's just like no one's even trying it bums me out yeah. and it's because i do think that fiona is an awesome character mm-hmm. she's awesome yeah and like i i felt like she was disrespected in the second one because they literally tried to like roofie her and, and then mm-hmm. in the third one it's even worse they like it. i was glad that at least we I don't know. There's like large chunks of this movie where she's completely absent. Oh yeah. Because Shrek's going off on a quest with Donkey and Puss in Boots, and we only cut back to her to see her baby shower. Like, Mm -hmm. which again is just so lazy and gendered. It's so, and it also is my impression of that scene. I've been to I've been to many, many baby showers. I love being an auntie mm-hmm. it very much read to me as like five men trying to imagine what a baby shower would be like <laughs> right and it's like oh it's just women insulting each other and giving each other gifts and I'm like uh it's so. It's so lazy that it didn't play any games. Mm -hmm. No one had a Like all the princesses, the way they're characterized, they're basically indistinguishable from each other because they're all Mm -hmm. character. I think the subversion that they're making is like, they're actually vapid, evil bitches. Isn't that funny? And you're like, no. Mm -mm. Why are Fiona's friends mean? Like, I hate it. And also, shouldn't we cut back to a
4: scene where like, Fiona is making choices about the kingdom. Like she is right now, the de facto leader of the kingdom. Like, yeah, shouldn't we see her be doing stuff? Or <laughs> you know, not that again, not that we're pro monarchy here, but like, even so. But the movie is so like, <laughs> right. so like, can she do something? Can she do something?
3: I felt the same way about um Queen. Is it Queen Gertrude? Oh my gosh! Did I gosh. get that right?
4: Fiona's mom. Yes, I don't know Queen
3: Lillian Queen Lillian oh my god I'm so why did I say Queen Gertrude I think that's literally from Hamlet I'm sorry I'm so smart um so okay Queen Lillian yeah I felt like she again was just like not she was a bigger part of Shrek 2 than she is in Shrek the third but again you have like a really really strong like I would totally understand if like a Shrek movie doesn't really want to explore Grief, fine, fine, it's for eight year olds. I get it, yeah. But even if you take that out of the equation, why isn't Queen like it just feels like theoretically? Because I don't, I'm uh, there should be like an a, some little snappy little title for whatever this this trope is, and I feel like it is really like thriving around this time mm-hmm. where it's like. The character has all of the trappings of a uh, quote unquote strong female character, but it means nothing. It's like strictly symbolic because it never has any bearing on the plot and they'll always sort of go towards the traditional feminine expectations, Mm -hmm. but sometimes they get to kick, right? But they're not really subverting anything. And I feel like Queen Lillian is the same thing where it's like she gets her like fighting girl boss moment where she like slams her head against the wall and Mm -hmm. the wall breaks. Great. Great. Love that. But like, why can't, I don't know. It's like Lillian and Fiona are, we're told repeatedly these are empowered women. These are strong female characters, but it's never brought up between the two of them. Why couldn't one of us, like, why not Queen Lillian? Why is she like disqualified? What are the rules of this monarchy? Like, it never comes up that she would have any interest in, like. but we're told she's like this, girl boss but she has no interest in the boss portion (laughs) it just doesn't make sense to me no here it doesn't
4: make sense here's a pitch for a snappy name yeah for this trope because these characters are so or because this like presentation of like quote-unquote girl power is very hollow and never like leads to anything what if it's hollow holly thank you thank you so much oh my gosh Whoa. cheers applause wow oh, people are getting out of I'm their crying. seats I'm crying. screaming crying wow. oh, <laughs> oh my anyway okay at the end <laughs> <laughs> there, I just had an orgasm um I, I'll keep workshopping it but uh I think that's kind of perfect <laughs>
3: I feel like a hollow that's a strong hollow hollow ah we'll figure it out <laughs> listeners sound off what the fuck or, or maybe someone has already like attributed a, a label to this and, and yeah. we just haven't heard about it but like because we have been you know it's like it like ties into like you're just saying like girl power feminism right where it's insisting that it's a really subversive feminist thing but it's falling into traditional values mm-hmm. pretty cleanly at the end of the day but they're allowed to like say one swear or something mm-hmm. um <laughs> Yeah, it's very symbolic, hollow, pee-pee-poo-poo, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's my pitch. (laughs) Um, I love that too. But yeah, I just was really frustrated by like, you know, and and, and to the point where it's like Queen Lillian and Fiona are like standing in the background of a lot of these scenes Mm -hmm. and they never say anything. It's really frustrating.
4: I want to go through beat by beat as far as what happens with – Fiona as they're like escaping the castle and like doing this like again quote unquote girl power part of the story. Yeah. So Charming breaks into the castle, Fiona takes initiative, she leads the other women to safety, yes, which include Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and Rapunzel, who are four of the most damseled characters in fairy tale lore. Right. Which we'll come back in a moment. And then also an ugly stepsister and we'll get An ugly stepsister back to that. And Fiona's mom, yes.
3: Yeah. And I do feel like that I don't know if, if Shrek is the first franchise to do this, but like that has been I it it feels This actually feels quite Shrekian. I don't like how they're like, let's create an alternative to the aggressively damseled characters by making them horrible. Like Mm -hmm. that just felt like "Mm, there's so many ways to do that. Why would you choose that direction? Right. Whatever. That's the creative choice they made. And I don't have to like it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But um, I feel like that is like very Shrekian because that's why the movies exist is to like make fun of Disney shit because mm-hmm. it started with Jeffrey Katzenberg wanting to spite Disney. Right. So it's like, that is the formula of like find Disney tropes and then put them on their head. Even if you're making it bad in a different way. Mm-hmm. So that feels very in line with the Shrekian stuff. Yes. And then that's like kind of weirdly like something that Disney also starts to do. Cause that, that whole sequence reminded me of like the Wreck-It Ralph thing where like the Disney princesses appear as themselves but now they're like different and it's like it's uh, Shrek's impact look (laughs) Shrek the third not very good but Shrek's impact really kind of culturally cannot be overstated because mm -hmm. it's like Shrek did so well at making fun of Disney that Disney had no choice but to make fun of Disney and that really makes you think wow okay the
4: Shrekian impact on the world is palpable it's I
3: can can smell it (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um, Okay, so we've got this, this group of women. Fiona is leading them to safety. We see that scene in the dark corridor where the princesses are bickering. They seem to be jealous of each other's beauty. Fiona's mom even has to say, like, let go of your petty complaints and let's work together fiona leads them out of the castle and it seems like they're safe until rapunzel betrays them and the rest of them are captured and thrown in the dungeon and then fiona is like we need to find a way out but she only says that after she learns that like shrek is in danger so like why wouldn't she try to like be more adamant about escaping just because they're locked in a dungeon but it's not until she's like oh my god my husband my husband I have to get out now I don't
3: (laughs) know like I truly think that like Fiona's plot line is like comically underthought. like truly her mode like it just this is like a bizarre gripe but just like another way where I'm just like wow ah like the the guys writing this movie it's just like Fiona's having a baby shower it seems like and then, which made me ask myself, how long has Shrek been gone? If we're to believe that, like, Fiona has basically the gestation period of a human, mm-hmm. which I think she would because she was human for a very long time. But also, I don't know. I don't know how that works, uh, right? Yeah. But it's like, has Shrek been gone for six months? Like, baby showers generally don't happen until pretty far into the pregnancy. Into the Shregnancy, yeah. The Shregnancy. But again, it's just like, these are just not things that the writers know or care about or, like... Right her motivation from scene to scene makes no sense it's just like it feels like they are like okay there's a scene where she's kicking and we can call it a day i found that her bringing her friends and mother to safety to be the most effective motivated fiona moment because it didn't feel forced all the other stuff True, felt really forced
4: but it unfortunately as we've said goes nowhere because what happens so she's like we need to escape and then the other princesses the very traditionally damseled ones assume the position of waiting to be rescued by a man and Fiona is like what are you doing and they're like we're waiting around to be rescued and Snow White says something like you know we're just a bunch of hot princesses and a pregnant ogre and an old lady like what are we supposed to do and that's when Fiona's mom is like bashes her head against two stone walls to break them down Mm -hmm. and you know fiona's like we're gonna take care of business we're gonna actively do something and that's when we have this like quote-unquote girl power montage where they're like tearing their dresses to make them easier to move around in cinderella is like sharpening her glass slipper there's like Bra burning moment, which is like it's when you th- think about what that's so... symbolic
3: of. Right. I, I again, you're like, well, I mean, I guess it's very Shrekian to uh present an empty reference that makes no sense within the story. <laughs> right. So I, sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, bra burning is like a whole other thing because like that w- that's like a cultural myth. Like that didn't even that happen. That didn't even happen. But not that f- five white guys in a room would know that. I'm sure they're like, <laughs> Oh, that definitely happened, and that meant that they're that- like, "Um,
4: girl power, f- feminism. What it's does it look so like? Lazy. They burn a bra. Okay, let's put
3: that in the movie. Done, done, done. Write it down. Like it's, <laughs> ugh, it's so yeah. It's just like really, really." um Ugh, lazy. Yes. lazy, 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 lazy doesn't make sense. Then the women storm the castle
4: and fight using their specific skills to the best of their ability. I guess Whatever. in terms of like didn't hate it. Yeah, because it's like Snow. Snow White uses the
3: animals. Yeah, she
4: summons a bunch of woodland critters and has them attack the guards. Cinderella uses her glass slipper as a weapon. Sleeping Beauty passes out and trips some people with her body. And then they all invade the castle during Charming's show. And Fiona's like, Shrek, I'm here to save you. But then Fiona is immediately tied up and damseled. Subversive. And now it's up to, (laughs) right? And so it's up to Shrek to like fight the villain. And then it ends up being dragon who was also basically written out of the movie yeah who swoops in and lands the killing blow by knocking a tower over onto charming
3: right so not that she gets any like recognition for doing that right. because she's really like momified by this story as well yes. where like she's basically only mommy like she's she's now mommy to bananas yes bananas the donkey dragon which and there's nothing wrong with that but it's like yeah she it it's i feel like it is a very tropey thing i know it's a very tropey thing that once a character is a mother they are like and that's the whole character now yes Uh, mother could not possibly have another facet to their life exactly and that is very much what happens to dragon and Mm -hmm. then it's eventually what happens to fiona and don't we love that we do not
4: um yeah ultimately (laughs) it's the veil or like the facade of women being empowered and like doing something having some agency but it's all extremely hollow because when the moment comes where they can actually like affect the story in some significant way such as fiona saving shrek that doesn't happen she's tied up she's damseled. Happen. so it just it's like super empty it's just a facade of empowerment for women and yeah. nothing actually meaningful or real
3: yeah i feel the same way yeah it's 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 a bummer i do think that like You know, this movie came out in 2007 and I think if it was made today, that would be less of an issue. I do feel like children, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I think the kids movies specifically have come a very, very long way in the last like 15 to 20 years. And I think like more so than a lot of genres for adults, like I think it's come further than rom-coms. It's come further than Mm -hmm. action movies. I think... Honestly, if I'm poking a little fun at current movie tropes, if this movie came out today, it would be about Shrek's childhood trauma and it would be about Fiona's childhood trauma Mm. and it would be beautiful and it would make us cry. Yeah. And that's why I'm excited for Shrek 5. Um, (laughs) Uh But but yeah, like I think that like this era is. It's so bizarre and it makes you feel like you, me, much like Queen Lillian, I'm banging my head against a wall, but the wall is not breaking. It right. remains much the same. Yes. Because you're telling me that this is an empowered female character, but then, but that's not what's happening. Correct. Um, But, you know, I think that... I don't know. There's there's better Shreks ahead. I can feel it. I can just feel. Yes. Hello. Oh Sorry, my god. I'm... I shouldn't have said there's... that. I shouldn't have said that.
4: <laughs> yeah. There's sure. an emergency <laughs> happening. Really... Uh, the... Don't
3: cut this out of the. Is
4: <laughs> it's, it's an that emergency? Really Everyone's getting to, to the set of Shrek Five because
3: we're gonna add a female character. Oh my god.
4: <laughs> because Shrek we Five forgot. Is, there's a set because. Shrek five
3: is live action. They're doing yeah, it's Brian Darcy, James and Sutton Foster, just like the musical. <laughs> right. Um, and it looks normal. It doesn't look scary. No. Okay. So did you have anything else to say about the, um, the hollow feminism of, of this movie? No, I don't think so. Okay. We've, we've talked about this before mm-hmm. in Shrek episodes. There are so many of the era, um, I wasn't picking up on quite as many um, gay jokes in this one. I think that there was a queer coded stylist, which we've seen a million times. Uh, it's a very lazy trope. Yes, yes. But the Shrek franchise, especially in earlier installments, it skews transphobic like for sure all the time and it's tricky because it's like i don't know how the ugly stepsisters are i mean they're coded as like looking more masculine and therefore they are ugly like they have Mm -hmm. masculine features and so they're ugly and are voiced by male voice actors exactly and not just male voice actors i just want to make sure i'm getting this right they're voiced by larry king and Regis Philbin.
4: I did not recognize those voices.
3: And so you're like, <laughs> and why on earth is that? Like <laughs> I like I just was like, Well okay. like for what? I mean I, I don't think that this movie is as aggressively transphobic as the first movie and not as aggressively transphobic as Shrek the musical, which had to have several lines removed um for subsequent productions. Right. Which I think we've talked about on the show before.
4: And Shrek 2, this was a big part of our discussion because mm-hmm. Shrek 2 is still leaning into a lot of very transphobic gender normative jokes. Yes. And because, this is a sidebar, but because Shrek 3 is called Shrek the Third, I think Shrek 2 should have been called Shrek Jr., it's only right. Whoa! But we can move on from that. Um, but yes, the I point. want
3: bananas to get his own movie. Oh, what um, a good spinoff! Bananas. <laughs> uh- <laughs> um, okay, no, but I, I, I think it's it's I think frustrating that, from what I can remember, is the least transphobic Shrek movie, and it's still
4: pretty transphobic. Pretty transphobic. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah, um, and it, it's baffling to me that. In a movie franchise that's all about beauty is found within. That being the, sorry to say thrust again, but being the thrust of the narrative. It's. Set. Do not, just don't include characters from literature who are called the ugly stepsisters because, like, or if you're going to include them, subvert, like, you know, subvert that or it's like anything. anything. Just try. Do something. But because. These ugly sepsister characters are presented as not conforming to rigid Western beauty standards. And it seems like the intention of the joke is something along the lines of these women are masculine and therefore ugly. Right. Horrible statement to make in any movie, but especially one targeted toward children. And why include? That's about accepting yourself.
3: Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so. It's just like these movies are like. It's very Shrekian for something to mean nothing, because it's <laughs> it, it. Yeah. I was really. I was really frustrated about that. It's so like. I guess I apologize if we're if we're not like having the conversation that deserves to be had about like transphobia inside of this franchise. This one, for me, mm-hmm. famously uh, cis person with one brain cell. So. But like there was so much like weird coding mm-hmm. that it was like difficult to like there wasn't an outright like the characters were not never declared to be anything but a cis woman but like mm-hmm. because of all these creative choices you're like mm. the coding is there yeah the coding is for sure there absolutely and like I I just yeah it's just so fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. that. Yeah, like you're totally right that this franchise specifically, it's just nothing means anything. No, nope. This is a sidebar, but like also, why uh, do people want Prince Charming to come back? I couldn't stand him in the last movie. <laughs> why is he back? I don't, because they need a villain.
4: I'm not sure. You know who should be back more is Dragon again, yes. basically written out of this movie this was also part of our discussion on the shrek 2 episode where she's not in the movie because someone maybe fiona is like hey donkey where's dragon and he says oh she's really moody so i'm like distancing myself from her she's
3: on her dragon period (laughs) so you're just like oh my god
4: in this one when donkey is about to embark on his journey with shrek dragon is there with their five babies and donkey says something like oh yeah i don't want to leave either but you know shrek he needs me so donkey is just like leaving dragon with their many babies yes he's shirking his parental responsibilities and well i will say i think that donkey appears to be a good parent which that is he's very nurturing he seems supportive and loving
3: yeah i think it is like again very tropey and shitty that it's like well the father needs to go on a quest and, and like the mother the woman needs behind. to stay at home yeah i don't think it's even bad that donkey goes on a quest but it's like well but we're never gonna see that in the reverse in these movies for sure and that is more the issue i was happy that he that donkey was enthusiastic about parenthood in mm-hmm. opposition to shrek true. and i was happy that he was excited to be an uncle like i i have no real issue with donkey in this movie and that's partially because he doesn't really do anything <laughs> he sees shrek's dick he that's he the, does. The, that's the last thing that happens before the title sequence
4: mm-hmm. this is very true i also found it fascinating that so there's a moment where puss starts explaining sex to shrek Mm -hmm. to be like this is how babies are made and shrek is like yeah i know because shrek fucks this is canon we know this
3: well yeah he but then he he fucked his wife raw the day her father died (laughs) yes be serious (laughs) yeah grow up people and that's canon like put it on the wikipedia page (laughs) Shrek, if you had to fuck raw immediately after receiving the the news of the death of her father (laughs) It's how they blow off steam and you're rude to judge them for it. It was making love. And so it's not weird.
4: (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So, so grief can look like anything. So Puss is explaining sex and Shrek is like, I know, but then donkey is like, wait, how does it work? As if donkey doesn't understand sex or like conceiving of babies. Meanwhile, donkey is the father of five children, so he presumably yeah. had sex.
3: It does appear, again, this is a very, like, it appears that Donkey's kids are all the same age, yeah. which, and and Shrek eventually has, I think, triplets. Yes. Which leads me to another thing that happens when five straight white guys write a movie together, which is that they seem to believe that women give birth in litters, <laughs> like like cats and dogs. And, um... <laughs> and i celebrate that that is a level of not knowing i'm like i have to assume because they're all like in their you know 30s and 40s statistically probably one of them is a parent and like Mm -hmm. how could you still say that um it's Mm. really bizarre no not sure no person with a womb gives birth The just one it's a bunch it's a (laughs) a a t-shirt gun of children it's a it's a heap (laughs) what i will say going back
4: quickly to the very like tropey gendered way in which the like shrek and fiona parenthood storyline is represented yes i did appreciate that the story takes it in the direction of shrek not being worried about his life being ruined because I think so much of that like tropey narrative is like, Oh, uh, you know, I don't want to get married to some ball and chain. I don't want to have kids. They're just going to drag me down and not let me live my like whatever dick swinging lifestyle I want (laughs) to live. But I at least appreciate that Shrek is like, I'm not worried about my life being ruined. I'm worried about, not being a good parent and that I'm going to like mess up my kids. Right. But his reasoning is, you know, ogres are not known for being sweet, nurturing caregivers. But the whole premise of the movie is that ogres are misunderstood and they are vilified for no reason and all these things. So it's Mm -hmm. curious why he, I mean, I get why he still, why he thinks that. And again, I understand apprehension and reluctance as it relates to parenting this is something though that people of all genders experience uh which we've talked about right but
3: i think yeah again it's like it's not it's the same thing with um with donkey going on a quest it's not the issue isn't that he goes on a quest the issue is that Dragon it would never happen that Dragon would go on a quest. Yeah. It's not an issue that Shrek has anxieties about what kind of parent he's going to be, it's that the franchise would never let Fiona have those same anxieties. Right. So it's not an equitable environment for storytelling. Exactly. Uh. The final
4: thing I want to say is that Gingy mm-hmm. uh, there's a scene where he is scared surrounded by villains with weapons. Yes. And Gingy poops. And what Gingy poops out is a little purple gumdrop, which is identical to the two purple gumdrops on his chest. Does that mean oh, no. that Gingy wears his own poop
3: on as nipples his chest as nipples, as two vertical nipples, or yeah, or does he poop nipples? Whoa. Okay, <laughs> these are
4: some. Interesting thoughts that we have posited. Yes, don't rule it out. (laughs) There's there's a lot to think about.
3: I okay. This is maybe 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 this is our new wet scabs, dry scabs. Mm. Does Gingy poop nipples, or does he wear his shit as nipples? (laughs) It's a good question. It's a valid question. Yeah. Did Shrek and Fiona fuck Rob? Actually, we answer that question. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. And there's a tape. I've seen the tape. Have you ever seen the Colin Farrell sex tape? Because I have.
4: No, I haven't seen that one. It's good. Oh, okay. Nice.
3: Well, I guess you can leave that in the episode or not. And (laughs) I guess I'll just be surprised. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, Do you have anything else you want to say? Let me see. uh, What else? I mean, I think that, like, there's probably more to... Oh, I guess um, Merlin, I feel like there's a bunch of, like... Very of the time mental health jokes made around Merlin where mm-hmm. the Justin Timberlake character is like, oh, yeah, they sent Merlin out here after he had a mental breakdown. And it's like Merlin is using like mental health terms and Shrek is like, oh, shut up. Like,
4: But then he's also using extremely ableist language in a few examples. Yes. And he's also with that. He's insulting other characters for their struggles with mental health
3: but then so <laughs> at the same time like what merlin does is helpful in like further characterizing right. justin timberlake but then once justin timberlake uses the mental health exercise that merlin has him do right merlin is then like Ugh, you're a basket case and i was like all right. Like which cool. like oh gosh. And
4: all that happens there is that we learn that Arthur has abandonment issues because he was abandoned by his father. Of course that would lead to right. trauma for a person, but yeah for merlin to be like wow what a nutcase and then it's
3: so ridiculous i really like can't stand it yeah shrek the third it's a stinky more like shrek the turd but is it or shrek the nipples we don't know (laughs) i think i smell some new merch coming i think i smell some nipples i oh god no one wants that merch caitlin um oh subvert. okay i did say subversion a plot warlock because we usually get plot witches oh a plot witch but this time it's Merlin we get the wizard so it doesn't do anything mm-hmm. but it is something that happened yeah Um. I and then I think my last thought on this one is that this movie convinced me that Fiona would be not unreasonable to leave Shrek I agree yeah yes because if I'm Fiona and my husband Mm -hmm. doesn't even say doesn't even say well you could do the job because she we've just seen a whole montage where she's doing the job better than him
4: yeah
3: it's her family yeah if I'm married to someone that it doesn't even occur to them they would rather go on a quest and bring back Justin Timberlake than suggest that I could do a job that I had been doing to some extent for a huge chunk of my life Mm -hmm. I would not stay with that ogre yeah I wouldn't I think that, and I certainly wouldn't let them in- Shregnate me. <laughs> and that's and that's my feminism. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be with someone who tells me I can do it—a job, <laughs> nothing else. Wow. Brave of you. Um, Thank you. Some people will say that's extreme. <laughs> not me. I support it. Thank you. At the
4: end of the day, Shrek and Shrekian properties. Think they are being subversive, but now that we've covered three Shrek movies, and you better believe we're gonna at some point cover Shrek 4.
3: And make no mistake, we're still absolutely wild about this franchise, <laughs> in spite of only really having negative things to say about it. Um, it's hard to explain, you wouldn't understand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you would. Sorry, that was that was needlessly combative. <laughs> you might understand if people have been listening to this show for seven years you wouldn't understand (laughs) i bet there are a lot of people who would understand i think so i think so and i'm sorry i came in too hot and i shouldn't have i'm gonna issue a notes app apology for coming in too hot on the strike the third
4: episode i already forgive you jamie but um the point is to be Shrekian is to be subversive, <laughs> but not, but never in quite the right ways. Never in ways that yeah. are actually commenting on things or, or are like championing marginalized people or <laughs> are using effective
3: comedy, things
4: like that. So, yeah. Except
3: for the frog thing, which apparently really <laughs> stuck with its general audiences. Yeah, I
4: did kind of. So right after the frog king dies mm-hmm. there's a like kind of funeral procession scene where it's like raining and dark and sad and some They're saying cover that die. die is playing and I did I was like damn
3: that is sad about that king dying it was pretty yeah and again like we were saying at the beginning of the episode that could have been and you can kids movieify this. Yeah. Pixar movies exist, you know. Like, not that I want Shrek to be a Pixar movie. That would be so fucked oh, up. Actually, yeah. I actually don't want to. Like, I don't really want Shrek to plumb the depths, really. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're gonna have that whole funeral scene, you can't like never bring that up again. Yeah. Like Fiona has lost her father, who we know because of Shrek too. She has a very complicated relationship with. Yes. There's a whole, like, a huge chunk of Shrek 2 as about her father being convinced by the evil fairy, Prince Charming's mother, Mm -hmm. the fairy godmother, Mm -hmm. to force his daughter to change species again. Yeah. And then, like, they find out at the end of that movie that they have this commonality where her father's a frog. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just... I'm sounding too serious for the sentences I'm saying no 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 keep going her father's a frog Mm -hmm. Fiona's an ogre they choose to stay in their natural forms they don't want to conform right Mm -hmm. this is a huge thing they have in common and it was a hard one thing for her dad to be able to to admit that about himself and I believe if I'm remembering correctly he owes a lot of his willingness to be in his natural form to seeing how happy his daughter is in her natural form he says that and so it's like it's a whole like I mean and Shrek 2 is not, not good <laughs> but you have all that fucking raw gristly material and then you kill that character and the first 10 minutes after this huge arc between them and she's like Two seconds later It's like well I'm gregnant now Like it's, it's I feel like Fiona is always treated Like only one thing Can be happening With her And mm-hmm. um, that is not How Shrek is treated He's struggling With a bunch of Different things at once And he's on a quest And he's Da 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 Like yep. he's allowed To be a very Kind of r- Not Multifaceted a person, but, but like Yeah Yeah He can have more Than one thing Going on at one time But it's like Fiona can't be grieving And shregnant <laughs> And interested in having a job. That would be too much. Mm -hmm. It's too much to ask for. I just, you know. And the movie's only like 82 uh, minutes long. There was room. 10 minute long credits. (laughs) Are you joking, babe? It's, I mean, not that I'm going to knock a movie for being 82 minutes long. That's iconic. I love it. Please
4: let there be more short movies. But yeah, that's to say, make it 90 minutes and give
3: fiona or cut out just a like i don't okay we got to get out of here we got to get out of here we must Our... leave
4: <laughs> it passes the bechdel test it does pass when the princesses are insulting each other incessantly
3: <laughs> and it does pass um when they are I, I believe when they are planning the mm. the attack, yes, it does also pass. So there's, I, I would say most of the passes are frustrating because it's like women insulting each other at very gendered events, yes, uh-huh. so, in very gendered ways, like oh, yes, you're
4: not prettier, I'm prettier. To be fair, we are always saying that to each other,
3: and that is true. I'm popping out shregs like a t-shirt gun <laughs> at a basketball game so you know like <laughs> fair it passes the battle test yes it does but nipple what scale about the one true metric yes oh my god and now is it the nipple scale or is it the, the drop shit scale, drop <laughs> shit
4: scale. <laughs> hard to say okay so our nipple scale or the scale formerly known as the nipple scale Uh, The artist formerly known (laughs) as the nipple scale. (laughs) Zero to five nipples examining the movie through an intersectional feminist lens. Yes. I would give Shrek the third. Oh. I would give it a half nipple just in case there are like small children out there, maybe little girls who saw that sequence where it is a very hollow girl power sequence or it ends up being hollow because it doesn't lead to anything really
3: but in 2007 you know it's like in 2007 the 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 pickings are slim and maybe you know yeah if if you if you found it empowering more power to you and you've got better options now i i I
4: agree with you there yeah so just for that like little sliver of something that could be empowering for viewers Mm -hmm. i will give it a half nipple Mm -hmm. but because of everything else we discussed it does not deserve more than that i feel no it doesn't so i'll give my half nipple to i don't know if i should give it to fiona who always deserves more than she's given in these movies or if i should give it to gingy's possible gumdrop nipple slash possible piece of poop
3: i i i mean i think you know the answer and it's (laughs) feminists will be furious but
4: it's the gumdrop poop slash nipple. Yeah.
3: It is. It very much <laughs> is. Um, How about you, Jamie? What do you think? <laughs> you know, I think I'm actually, I'm going to match you. And and, and so that uh, Gingy can have a full. Poop nipple. A full, full hot shit. Uh, I, will, I will bequeath the same half nipple. There's really not. This is, I think, a low for the franchise. But I also don't really remember what happens in Shrek 4. Because someone was someone's hand was inside of me and <laughs> yes. so it may get worse i feel like it gets better i think the fourth one involves time travel that's incredible i can't or no or or it's a prequel or it's a prequel mm. it doesn't like justin timberlake is not in it okay good and and we thank our lucky stars yes he was too busy he was doing so
4: <laughs> right i have never seen shrek 4 so I am excited to watch it. And once again, I'll just be plugging Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which was an incredible piece of art and cinema. Cinema. Cinema.
3: On that note, Happy New Year to all. Yes. And to all, a good shrek mm, shrek that's bad. but also <laughs> that was subversive that's subversive that take notes incredible jamie um, <laughs> all a good dot, dot, dot. before
4: you but before all you right. have it uh, to all a good shrek scoot on over to our patreon where we have the Pinocchio Wars yes uh, about to happen actively happening it's coming
3: especially if you enjoy um, these kinds of episodes we do them pretty rarely on the main feed but um, most of our Matreon episodes are um, just me and Caitlin they tend to be a little looser mm-hmm. the movies tend to be generally pretty light um, except for this month when we're doing the Pinocchio Wars <laughs> which is actually really serious uh, we we're covering both the bad role Robert Zemeckis one and the allegedly mm. good Del Toro one. I still have yet to watch them, mm. but I can't wait. I love that Tom Hanks is in his flop era. It's so, so interesting. Yeah, he's he's flopping around. He's about to be a man called Otto, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not seeing that. I'm going to see Megan five times. I already have my tickets. I have my tickets. <gasps> Do you want to go tomorrow night? Maybe because I have my ticket already. Oh my god. Oh wait, sorry, I forgot. You're busy. Okay. <laughs> anyway we'll figure
4: it out you'll go again and i'll go with you
3: so the Patreon is five dollars a month and you get two bonus episodes and access to a back catalog of well over 100 episodes we've been doing the Patreon for around five years it's true also you can follow us on social media Mm -hmm. you
4: certainly can on instagram and twitter and then you can go to com slash the Bechtelcast. Where mm-hmm. we have none other than a brand new Shrekian shirt, pillow,
3: <gasps> phone case, other items. We'll probably for promo images post with our with our Shrekian merch. Yeah, because we have some brag. We also have other new designs. Uh, we have uh, the Flubber Mambo by Danny Elfman, mm-hmm. which is a design honestly I wanted, and <laughs> so. It had to happen. Yes. Also, I think it's a really fun design. It's great. It's wonderful. And we have Feminist Icon Paddington. Yay. A much demanded. Um, I drank tea from my Feminist Icon Paddington mug this morning because <gasps> I don't recognize who I am as a person anymore. Drinking tea? Oh my gosh, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, I changed. <laughs> well, uh, oh, <laughs> and that, so that you can get that over at teapublic.com slash Bechtel. Cast Uh, if you participate in Valentine's Day fuckery and so forth. They're fun little gifts. Oh, yes, give them to whoever. I was not sure where
4: that was going for a minute because I forgot. I was
3: yeah. Take (laughs) me on a date.
4: I forgot that like people love each other and they give each other gifts romantically
3: for Valentine's Day. I got a hat for the holidays. I got a hat for the holidays, (laughs) Uh and it's from it's from a livestock. Contest that happened in Ventura County in 2013. Whoa. Most romantic gift I've ever received. I was like, "Wow, you get me."
4: Even more romantic of a gift than the twenty-five dollar oh, Olive Garden sorry.
3: gift card that I gave $25? you. <laughs> <gasps> okay,
4: we gotta go. We gotta
3: go. <laughs> we gotta go. Bye. 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 <laughs>
1: Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.